What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Three Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Smoot. Got the homies Mojo99 and Isaac Gutierrez with me. We're previewing the Northwest Division today. We got, we're got we going to get to your hot takes as usual, and we have a whole bunch of TikTok ideas that we're going to give you guys about. And a whole bunch of Warriors drama to talk about. You can't forget that. Oh, facts. Oh, absolutely. Facts. Cannot forget yeah. about about the Draymond situation. But first, got some right hooks to go over. Deeply analyze the footage. Take us into what the people have been saying all week long. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, like always, we're going to do these hot takes to start the show. For this week's takes, first one we got, Bearcat says that if Tracy McGrady stayed healthy, he'd be a top 15 player all time. Um, yeah. That's an L this take. This is an L. That's an L take. Damn. Listen, no, look, no consideration? No. no. Not, not, not really. Because <laughs> even the years where Tracy was healthy, they they weren't even making it out the first. Tracy McGrady's never been out the yeah. first round of the playoffs. So there's a lot of years where he didn't have an excuse, and they, still, and they didn't get the job done. So... I like extrapolating that. That's that's too much if for me. If he was healthy, would he be ranked higher than Carmelo Anthony? I think mm, so. Probably. I think so. Because mm. I, I, I okay. think I think his raw I think his raw scoring numbers are are much gaudier than the Melo's. So he he would probably get that. That's fair. Yeah. I forgot to do the, I forgot to do the hook again like always. So <laughs> I got a whole other list. I got another list of hot takes for you guys. Let me know if these are W takes or L takes. There we go. All right. Take number two. Logan says is the Logan says that Jalen Brown is a top twenty player in the NBA. It's a W take. Off top of my head, it's a W take. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a no. W it's take. a come on. It's an L take. What are we doing you here? Can, come on. You can name twenty players confidently, not know like double thinks that are better than Jalen Brown. Yeah, you can do that confidently. Yes. Easy. Do it right yes. now. Both of you give me ten okay. right now. Give me ten. <laughs> okay, well I'm not gonna do the top ten. Let's let's talk about who's ten to twenty. Then let me pull up a list of NBA teams. We're gonna pull it. up a list right now. I already know you're gonna Yo, say Rudy Gobert. Just, listen, okay, I'll, listen, <laughs> just just to get out just to get out the way, I'll rattle off the the first top ten. Yeah. And if go you ahead. go, you go Giannis, Jokic, Steph, LeBron, KD, um, Embiid, Luca, and then what? Dame, Kawhi. I, I feel like I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Put Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, Tatum. Okay. Yo, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Anthony okay, Davis. Cool. That's twelve right there. That's twelve right Jason there. Jason Tatum, John Morant. Devin Paul Booker, Trey Young, Paul George, Trey Young. Yeah, uh, I like I'm that. putting Rudy Gobert. I'm putting Rudy Gobert. Fuck, hell. I think no. it's. I, I, I think that's pretty easy. Hell, so who no. else we got? I'm looking at the list of players. Donovan Mitchell's better than Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Now there's Jimmy two Butler. more. Oh, I can easily give you two more. Kyrie Irving. Yep. Is he really? Yes. Yes. What the fuck yes, are we doing yes. here? Yes. What has Kyrie done for me over the past two years, bro? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not entertaining this. You, I'm not you entertaining don't have this. to entertain oh, it. James Harden. Boom. Twenty. Do- Donovan. 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 You you agreed out of all people you agree to that? Yeah. I think I think Zion Williamson. Wow. I, I, I think surprising. James Harden is better than than Jalen Brown. I don't think that's a hot take. Wow. So, okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I he, like Jalen Brown better than Carl Anthony Towns. Personally, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna that, argue that today. That's a personal like preference. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's more preference than 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 fact. Um, yeah. yeah, and we can keep going. We can say names like Pascal Siakam. Oh my uh, god, we can keep going. Well, I'm thinking Pascal Siakam is probably better than Jalen Brown. He was all NBA. Like, what are we doing? <sighs> yeah, you're hating. You're hating here. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. You're I'm hating. not hating, bro. It's a, it's, it's okay. I'll take. Me, bro. I'll take. Okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. What's next? <laughs> Last one. If Steph went, Ethan says if Steph wins another ring, he's going to be in the goat conversation. I don't think so, just because. Uh, so yeah, so I'll listen. I'll say I'll take 
for that because he's never been better than LeBron. And like, yeah. like their careers have a very good overlap, like a very good chunk of, of Steph's career overlaps in LeBron's prime. And he was never better than him. So I don't think we can like look back and say that, oh yeah, Steph was a better player. A yeah, lot of getting people, to go is tough. Yeah. A lot of people are going to attack you for saying that, Donovan, and argue that, oh, 2016, blah, 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 which is very viable, but I definitely agree with you. And he hasn't been better than LeBron, and he hasn't even been in the same conversation as MJ when it comes to just the greatest p- player, period, once in his life. So that's just a L. Lowercase yeah. L, though. Yeah. He's that not going to get to the GOAT combo. That's, that's incredibly hard. But I think he'll firmly be in top five combos. Like, you could easily say... A lot of people are going to say he passed Magic Johnson if he wins one more. Yeah, yeah that's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Which I think is still incredible if he manages to do it. Yeah. Go combo. He has to rattle off like a 3 P or some shit. Something crazy in the second half of his career. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. But next? that's all the hot takes I got for today. So what? we can that's talk it? about whatever. Yeah. yeah, I only got three. We, 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 yeah, we only got three, three, three today. We, 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 oh, we, got, we got some stuff to get to. We got, listen, oh, we, yeah, you're we right. definitely have the spice to get to today. Oh, I forget. Exactly. Listen, listen. We got to talk about the drama. Everybody knows about by now. We're like a week late. But Draymond Green punched the fuck out of Jordan Poole and all hell's breaking loose in that organization. I'm ready. He has he got the Golden State Warrior shirt. You're nasty. Yeah, I'm ready. That's I'm ready for it. <laughs> you're, you're nasty. Yeah. Listen, first off, first off, we all agree, right? Like Jordan, uh, like Jordan Poole did absolutely nothing wrong. To he did not deserve that. And Draymond. Yeah, like, I, feel, I feel, okay. I feel like the you know like baseline standard for this conversation is that Draymond Green should not punch his teammates. That's like yeah. something we can all agree on. Yeah. Initially, like everyone was wondering, like, "Yo, what the hell does this man Jordan Poole say?" What is? And then there were like rumors about him talking about money and how it was a whole bunch of fake ball sack. That clutch media storm was nasty. Acts. Yeah, exactly. It was a whole bunch of that going on, and I feel like once the actual tape came out, it was an outrageous like reaction. It was an outrageous reaction. It was way worse than any of us like actually could have thought. Like he literally damn mm-hmm. near I would say knocked him out cold full bro, force. That was a all of his body weight. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Bro, he his punched him in next week. He, he punched him out of his shoes. He got him. Yeah. He got him good. Yeah. yeah. But I mean okay, so we, we can obviously like laugh and like talk about the insane scenario what this is like ad nauseum. But I feel like the interesting part for us to talk about is like what the ramifications of this are for the Warriors dynasty and for their team building going forward. Because as you guys know, Draymond Green wanted a bag. Like, he was asking for a four-year max, and it was reported that they really weren't trying to give him that shit. It seems like now this might be the catalyst that makes him kind of have an excuse to not give it to him at all and let him walk. Yeah, he's for sure not... He's he's not getting a max. I think that's done. Um, mm. I think... I, I don't know if the Warriors are going to go as far as to say, like, we don't need Draymond anymore. And, like, to where they're going to like expedite the process of getting him out of there but yeah the, listen the phones are ringing i think that they're having serious conversations and they yeah, because i mean if you're jordan Poole, how do you continue to be a teammate with him like how do you just get over that yeah you can't well it's okay i think I mean, you can but if the video not really released if the video wasn't released i think it, it would be okay but now now that we've all seen him get slept it's a completely yeah. different <laughs> dynamic and you just can't look at them together like if if either one of them throughout the season are sitting together on the bench that's going to be the topic of conversation and it's not going to be able to like like that you can't live that down so Draymond Bro, this is, is Jordan sure on his we way know out. where his values lie the baddie saw him get knocked out by Draymond Green backpack jump shot man he, he can't come back from this 
Do you know how many holes he must have lost off of that, bro? That <laughs> oh is God. that is the dude. He is in now like this is the great recession for him right now, bro. Dead ass. <laughs> like this is disgusting. I feel so bad for JP. That's this good. is his whole brand. This he is Jordan Poole's nine eleven. Exactly. That's crazy though. That, that, that really, I watched that clip like. 30 times straight just yeah just looking at it, it's like damn like every time <laughs> yeah. it's crazy it's nuts but yeah like obviously we'll see how he personally handles this i think it's kind of what all it comes down to if he's willing to be the bigger person and let the team come before his personal hatred he probably has for, for draymond now then maybe they can get out of this but it won't be shocking if this is the thing that kind of like makes the core crumble because i think we've all seen tweets about it during the aftermath like every dynasty comes to this point where something makes it so they fall apart usually they don't just just wither out and lose like something yeah. makes them crumble mm-hmm. this might be that for them yeah, I, think, exactly. I think so i think so as well I, honestly you know i think clay might low-key be happy about this just because what? <laughs> just because clay's decline was kind of like hey like this core it's not really like it's not really like that and then draymond goes in and does what he does and, and clay's like hey but i'm i'm still here you know like i'm, I'm still kicking it like i'm i'm doing the right thing I'm gonna go on a limb and say Clay Thompson is not happy to see Jordan Poole punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, no, you crazy for that, Donovan. <laughs> That's funny. That's what you mean. Crazy for that. Yeah. But now this Loki. poses a, a a bigger question: like, what is next for Draymond Green? Could this be a TikTok time, Isaac? Let me know, and I got that intro rip. <laughs> yeah, maybe because, like we're saying, they don't want to pay him, and this seems like a good reason to just not pay him at all. So, do you guys see a circumstance where he leaves to another team? It depends this, on what team you're talking about. And off the top of the head, there's only one team. No, so it, w- it won't be this season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, like, you're, like you're saying, Mohamed, obviously he wants to be a Laker, which is like the clutch ties is like clear. But it definitely won't be this season. So I think what we're talking about as a realistic scenario would be them letting him walk in free agency next year. Yeah, He opts exactly. out. Because he's, he's probably not going to opt in because even if the Warriors don't want to pay him, somebody's going to give him a multi-year deal just for like the leadership aspect to bring him to the young team. So yeah. if he opts out next year and the Warriors are like kick rocks, does he sign somewhere else? Yeah. My, my and if he is, were to... Yeah, how, what's your question? So he's been volatile his entire career. I think everybody's mm-hmm. understood that, like, hey, he's able to be like that because the Warriors have been this dynasty. But if he goes to, like, a young team, let's say, like, let's just throw, like, Charlotte, right? And they're not, like, okay. like they're... If he goes to Charlotte and they're in the plane... I bet he won't year. slap Tarot's ear like that. <laughs> All <laughs> those Charlotte boards are delinquents. They are with it for real. No, <laughs> they are like, not going out like JP. <laughs> That's that's a, that's exactly my point. Is that how much value does that volatility come with? If like if one your play is also de- is also declining, and now you're the guy who's known for punching the young dude, and you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be the championship vet that's leading everybody yeah. in in the right direction. You're supposed that's your one thing is that you are the leader, and you just punch this young dude. Why would I bring you to my young team? that doesn't have the right infrastructure. Yeah, that's a good conversation to have because for the Warriors, Draymond is incredibly valuable. Like, he's half of their system. Steph is the way their offense goes and the catalyst for that, and Draymond is the engine for the defense. They can't do one without the other. But they also let him run around like he's Pac because he knows this, and he just (laughs) behaves in outlandish fashion, calls out the ownership and media, does all this crazy shit that just would not fly with another team because his on-court value isn't going to be as high for another team that isn't in that perfect system for him. Yeah. Yeah. So... I guess this gets to the TikTok type of conversation we can talk about is which team do you want to see Draymond Green play for if he ends up leaving the Warriors? 
Oh, you're so in your bag, bro. Off the top of the rip, like you said earlier, the only teams that will work for him is a team that have not, if not a similar system, similar players like Steph, who have that long, who had that long rage. And off the top of the head, that's Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks, and also yeah. Damian mm. Lillard. So the Trailblazers, the Hawks. I can see those two. I mean, yeah. the obvious one is the Lakers. Seeing him next to LeBron and AD would be cool defensively. But I don't know if the offensive fit is really great. Dude, you who need two are really they passing to? Next to them. <laughs> yeah. Kendrick Nunn is not spacing Reeves? the floor that much. Pat, Pat, oh, my God. Could you imagine Patrick, Beverly, Russ, and Draymond on the same team? Oh, no. Russ is not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, he will be there. But, uh, <laughs> my, oh, my God. Yeah, my, my head would explode. My favorite fit would probably be the Nuggets. I think him next to Jokic is like mm. such a natural fit. Like he, he can do all the things that Jokic isn't necessarily so great as as a defender. It gets the perfect fit. Have those two as the passers in your front court. Like there's a lot of shit to be creative with there. And then Jamal and MPJ as your two. Sh- oh, that would be beautiful. I like though. I probably like yeah. those better than my two. Better than my two suggestions. How how would y'all feel about how would y'all feel about Draymond on on the Bulls? Disgusting. It's fucking indifferent. I don't know. Nothing about Draymond and DeMar DeRozan as a duo tantalizes me. Yeah, that's why That's why it's so hard to put Draymond really anywhere, bro. You have to have elite-level shooters, some of the best, top 22. You yeah. have to at least have one top 20 shooter in the NBA. Would y'all want to like see him with Luka like the Nuggets have on the two. Mavs? Maybe he could help break up that really you know, Euro, uh, uh, that, uh, heliocentric style they play. That he could be the safety mm. valve and provide some secondary playmaking. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I think that would, I would I think that that would be good. I think that honestly might be in my top three for places I, I would want to mm. see him go. I really like your pick with the with the Nuggets because again that fit with with him and Jokic is crazy. And then I think if it's just him and Dame, that might be that that might be like a very very um, interesting. It's system. a mid fit. Yeah, I think I think that would be the best that. initial fit. So I would say Portland, Denver, and Dallas would be my top three spots for him. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. Yeah. Or would him on the Suns be interesting? Eh. It depends what the Suns look like in a year. The Suns have too many like yeah. roster questions. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what they're going to look like. I'm surprised you guys I'm surprised you guys don't like him that much on the Hawks. That really surprised me right there. I mean, you, you, you like everybody in the Hawks. What do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> no, I do not. I, I do you, not you like everybody bodies. on the Hawks. You just want players. I don't dislike no, him you... on the Hawks. I mean, that'd, that'd be cool, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'd rather have him than John Collins on that team. Just no, yeah, wise. most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. If they, I would, I probably wouldn't do it still because of longevity purposes. And I don't know if yeah. giving that up for and two, three years of Draymond I think is worth DeJounte it. Murray probably gives them what Draymond would give them uh, offensively. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they already have those two playmakers. I think the effectiveness of Draymond's uh, playmaking in the pick and roll and transition would kind of be lost in that team where so much of the usage is going to be in those two guys' hands. Yeah, like Draymond doesn't thrive in a heavy pick and roll team like they are. He thrives yeah. in the you know off ball movement, setting screens, being able to break defenses down with cuts and whatnot. Like the Hawks are kind of the antithesis of that. Mm, gotcha. Good analysis. That's cool. Listen, listen, <laughs> I, okay. All right. So so we so we figured out exactly where where Draymond needs to go. We mentioned we mentioned the the Blazers as a potential spot, and now we're gonna segue. Right into Uh-oh. right into our, our Northwest d- division, which is where the the Blazers play, and look at that. I know best in the biz. L- look at look at that. So we're we're gonna start with, with Portland, right? So Dame's Dame is okay. Dame's back this year. 
he's he's healthy. They got Jeremy Grant over over in there. Anthony Simons is going to be the guy that's kind of like full time going to replace CJ McCollum in that backcourt. What are your expectations? And Mo, Mo, I'm gonna start with you. What are your expectations for Portland this year? Can you start with me? I just got one word. Go ahead. Mid. Yeah, exactly. They are a better team. They they improve from last year, but like comparing to what they have known have been known to be over the last few years, over the last six, seven, eight years, or whatever the case may be, they're like not the definition of mid. That's like a team like the Washington Wizards or something like that. But I think they're okay. They're good. They they're probably going to be a playoff team, maybe an eight seed. They're definitely going to be in the play-in. But I don't see anything too special happening. Uh, are they definitely great- going to be the play-in? I, I, okay, I, I, that's I tough. So. Okay, you're saying they're not the Wizards. I think they are the Wizards West. I think oh, Damian no, Lillard is Bradley Beal. No, uh, Anthony Simons is Kristaps Porzingis. Josh Hart is. I mean, Jeremy Grant is Kyle Kuzma. Monty Morris is Josh Hart. Like these are all the same level players. Like th- these no, they're not. Damian Lillard is levels ahead of Bradley Beal. They're not. The sure, same. yeah, yeah. You're yeah, so yeah. disrespectful they're, for that. No, of course, of course, Lillard. You should get slander for that in the comments, by the way. He's trying to force hate Absolutely. What I mean is, as one star with a bunch of above average, but not the highest of level role players, but like pretty good. It's the same type of shit. I will. I will say. I think that they are mid in a harder conference. I like that. I think. I think the Blazers are, are mid plus. I think we should give them mm-hmm. just a little bit more credit because they've only since Dame has been there, they've had two years under five hundred, and one of them was last season when Dame was hurt, and the other one was was the was the COVID year. They finished thirty five mm-hmm. and thirty nine. Every other year, they're over five hundred by a pretty good margin. So I think like if Dame is there and he's and he's healthy for a majority of the season. There's a floor that's a little bit higher than you know, barely yeah. than barely making the the play in. Like I, I think I think they'll be eight or nine. I think they'll be in that range, but their record is probably going to be closer to, I'll say seven than ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm joking a little bit calling them the Wizards uh, West. Like they're not actually that bad. Like yeah. you said, Lord is like a top. We talk about Steph as like a top five offense on his own, but like that's realistic. Where Lillard's been, I think it was the Low Post I was listening to the other day. And for literally his entire career, when he's on the court, they, 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 his team has played at a top five offense level. Obviously, when he sits down, that's not the case because they have shitty backups behind him. But he's he brings you to that level. So, like you said, the floor is pretty high. But yeah. I think we're also underestimating how many teams are in that 8 to 10 range. Like, it wouldn't be super true. shocking if they were 11th. It wouldn't shock me. If they were 11th, that must have been like, hey, yo, some cataclysmic injury must have happened. Dame Donald must have got item, bro. But <laughs> just as, like, pivot... If I'm being completely honest, I hate talking about Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers because they're both literally doing disservices to themselves. Dame should just go Tough. somewhere else and go do some do some other shit. Be productive. Be a productive NBA player. Do something else that's actually advanced, that that's actually going to advance your career, bro. And as for the Blazers, you could have been in the Victor Wembanyama Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, and you're just wasting your time trying yeah. to run, run it back with Jeremy Grant and. Josh Hart, mm-hmm. who are nice additions, but bro, let's be real. They ain't moving the needle. Yeah, for, for sure. I, th- I think for the Blazers, I think for them, they can't trade Dame until he asks for it. I think it's a very, very bad yeah. look if you have a guy, if you have like a top 10 player in the league on your on your squad mm. who's just like, I, I will die for Portland. And like, you, yeah. can't, you can't trade him, <laughs> you know, out of out of nowhere. So like that, that kind of hurts them in the Vic sweepstakes. I will say, Isaac, to your point, I would be shocked if they were the 11th seed. I, I would be shocked if they weren't at least in the in the play-in. Because there's two teams from last season that were in the playoffs, in the play-in. And that's Utah and San Antonio that are going to be nowhere near 
that they're they're gonna be nowhere near the playoffs. I'm expecting Los Angeles to jump in there, and I'm expecting Portland to jump out of there. And so then the bottom five will probably end up being Utah, San Antonio, Sacramento, mm. OKC, Houston. And so, but like, you could easily see a world where Sacramento's in that competition as well. No, like they're they're trying to be competent. I like, okay, I know you Guys. fucking hate Sacramento, but they're going to be <laughs> in the 9, 10, 11 range. Like, realistically, is where they're going to be. They're going to be a solid team. Listen, okay. I, listen, I, I would I take your word on, on Sacramento. I'm not going to put any stock into them. But, I, listen, I, I would be shocked, though, if Portland, Portland yeah, did, didn't I agree. Play. Big picture, they're obviously in that range. But, like, like we alluded to, they changed up the roster so much from last year, which we haven't really dove into yet. Let's talk about the fit with these different players. Obviously, this is a headline by Anthony Simons kind of, like, finally blossoming into the role that he's been kind of, like, groomed into being, which is, like, the second guard next to Lillard. Do you what do you think the ceiling is with that duo compared to the ceiling with CJ? Literally the exact same, if not worse, to me. If not worse. Worse? Why worse? I don't know if I can say the exact same. It's so different. You know what I mean? Like they're such completely different players. Like CJ thrives off ball. He's a great shooter. Come off screens. Like he really complimented Lillard well, even though like they're both small guards. I feel like Simon's play style is closer to Lillard's than it is to CJ. Mm-hmm. Why, why you why you say worse, Mo? Just because of what Isaac just said, like I don't, I don't see that true ability to be a compliment and to cater to what Lillard cannot do or does not do as high of a level as his counterpart. Mm-hmm. That's why. But I'm like, not I even saying that the though. Ceiling for it. I'm saying their play styles are so different. But we could also argue that even though the play styles are less like clear of a fit, Simons can do those things. He's a great shooter. He could play off ball. He could run off screens. Like just because we haven't seen him do it doesn't mean he can't. And with his size and like just like raw talent, maybe maybe he has a higher ceiling than CJ as an individual player. Would you be shocked if he eventually like blossomed to an all-star level player? If he can be an all-star, I, I expect him to be around the same range as an all-star CJ McCollum. I would be shocked. I definitely would be shocked if he was an all-star. Okay. I mean, he won't be an all-star this year, obviously. But like, yeah. what I'm asking is, what do you think he can develop into long-term? I'm not long-term. Like within the next few years, that's relevant to Dame's prime borderline all-star damn near all-star he might get he might get one all-star in his later in his career when he's 28 29 or something like that but that mm-hmm. may be a gimme because he's just been so damn good over an x amount of years and he's never got that recognition. sounds like donovan is a little high on him i mean i'm 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 very curious about about what's gonna happen yeah i'm, I'm, looking at his I'm intrigued right and it's very like it's crazy he's 22 years old He's he's yeah. so he's so young and he's coming off of he's coming off a season where he averaged seventeen points a game. Didn't even play thirty minutes a game, even though that there was nobody on that team. So I think like you put a little bit more, you put six more minutes out there for him, and he might be able to be a twenty point per game scorer. Yeah, let's look at his stats in the last like thirty games a year. I know he was on a fucking bender, not bender, wrong phrase. He was going <laughs> fucking crazy in the second half of the season before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's see, in the last. Uh, 20, uh, 35 games. Actually, he wasn't starting all those. Let's filter by just the ones he started. Uh, he became a starter on January 3rd. Okay. Yeah. So if you go from there until when he got hurt on the 5th of March, that's 27 games. He shot 45% from the field with 10 threes a game at 42% from three. So already, Damn. that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. 23 points, 5.8 assists, and 2.4, uh, 2.7 rebounds. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I think is, I think I think the the biggest the biggest question is now that Dame is going to be back and he's going to have the ball in his hands a, a majority of the time rather than mm-hmm. rather than Simons, how is he going to be able to 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 be you know that that complimentary guard? And, exactly. And and for Portland, like 
are are they gonna are they gonna kind of stagger them a, a little bit and give Simons a, yeah you know you you give Simons more of the reins and say okay go do what you did last year run the second unit and now you have your time to cook and so yeah that's that's the if that's um be key. if their starting lineup is Lillard Simons let's say Josh Hart wins the three spot Jeremy yeah. Grant Nurkic we're gonna see a lot of lineups with their back of five in can't remember who that's gonna be I and then with Lillard <laughs> off the floor and a uh, little in there so we have Simons at point. Hart, Little, Grant, backup five. And that's going to be a pretty good lineup to eat up benches. Like, Simons definitely has the ability to be, like, if he's playing in that pseudo role as a backup point guard, he can be mm-hmm. among the league best at that role. Yeah, backup backup center is probably going to be Drew Eubanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, Drew. I forgot about him. Yeah, so that's that's going to be... That's gonna San Antonio's be, own. Yeah, that's going to be the that's going to be the guy for the, for the Blazers this year at the backup five. Well... All right. Well, that's listen. They, so I guess we can agree, like mid plus, yeah. right? Yeah. But I'm also plus. so to give them some credit for like the way they built this team is so different from previous years. I do like the kind of like tandem of wings they have with Hart, Little, Grant, like yeah. surrounding uh your two star star, you know, I mean star and a half ball handlers yeah. with these long wings who can like they're athletic, can play defense, run the break. I do like the idea of that. Like they can be a lot faster and more athletic of a team than they were in the past. Definitely agree. This is the this is probably the best fit team that Damian Lillard has ever had. I don't know about that. They had some pretty good teams. But I, <laughs> really? But oh, I forgot about the Mo Harkless yeah. and Al Farouk Aminu's of the world. Yeah, yeah. They, were like, they, were, they, they made a Western Conference Finals. They were nice before. Shut yeah, that, that, pause, that pause is loud. <laughs> For completely forgot about Maurice Harkless. How could I disrespect? Someone signed that man. Yeah, they had Wesley Matthews when he was good. Yeah, completely forgot about that. All right, who's next? But yeah, but to your point, they are an interesting fit. I, I was not trying to say they're not. Who, who's yeah, who wants the next team? On, on the, on the list. You know, so next up, let's talk about the Jazz. For It's going to be a brief-ass conversation, but let's get the Jazz talk out of the way. <laughs> Wake obviously, me up when you're done. They were <laughs> obviously, the kind of rundown for the Jazz was they were among the league's best teams in the regular season and kind of like running to the wall over and over again and just not being able to beat the league's top teams. They trade Rudy Gobert. They some reason trade Donovan Mitchell, and they're fully committed to the rebuild, which we all wanted them to do. So, where do we go from here? They have a million picks. They have really no interesting young players, unless you want to throw Colin Sexton in there. What is what are you looking for when you watch the Jazz this year? Um, if I'm watching the Jazz, I expect someone like Colin Sexton and especially Laurie Markkinen, who was drafted what in 2017, to go absolutely mm-hmm. bonkers. This is Laurie's like literally. His last chance at any hint or any any type crumble of like any sort of stardom in the entire NBA, bro. He's stardom, not getting that, in, ship, that ship sailed. I, yeah, that's, that's I, okay. I won't say okay. <laughs> when I say stardom, like oh, like a B plus B minus type player in the NBA, just like actually good chance, player. So, so an NBA, player. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, not an NBA player. I think he's still gonna have. Now, to me, this is his last chance to be relevant yeah. and kind of solidify himself as like a player that you should pay attention to. Exactly. And if he's gonna improve his game and really work and really like put up numbers, this is literally the best spot for him in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. Real. So that's what I, I think, think of that. And I know Colin to, gonna ball out. We don't even really need to waste time talking about their on-court product because like they're completely rebuilding. They have Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, and some Jose other parts that the interesting part talk about is what they're going to do in terms of trades they have some interesting veterans that are obviously going to be on the move and plus they're going to be looking to like take on somebody like russell westbrook to gain more assets what do you want to see them do with their 
all their different moving parts that can go in a million different directions. The only thing, and and I this ties in with the young guys, and this ties in with their old guys. I'm just looking to see who's going to ball out because who's going to get traded for first round draft picks? That, <laughs> exactly. That, that, that should be the only thing on the Jazz's mind right now. Because okay, so I, let's let's do this then. Okay. Let's list their players, and you tell me if you think they're going to get a first round pick or if they deserve a first round pick for them. Okay. Jordan Clarkson. First. Yes. Six former six man of the year. Absolute first. Automatic first. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which team though? I guess this is a team like the Bucks. Doesn't give them like a late first something like that. Like it has to be a contender. contender. Has to be a okay. contender. Mike Conley? Did they get a first for him? No. No. Too old. No. Too old. That contract. He makes a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Too old in that contract. It's a bitch to go ahead and match, bro. You know, I don't. It's gonna be really hard to match that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know where he'd get moved to. Like, I guess potentially a Russell Westbrook dump. They would send him to the Lakers, but like, I don't think yeah, they're that, jazzed to have him. Yeah, that but, that but, would make sense. No pun intended. <laughs> that would make sense, but that's not. Eh, yeah, definitely not a first yeah. for him. Okay, they already traded Bojan. Um, Malik uh, Malik Beasley, they have him right now, right? Yeah, yeah, they, but they, I don't know yeah, if yeah. I'd give him a first. I don't know if I'd give give up a first for him. I, I, would, I certainly I, wouldn't. I would also not give up a first for for Malik Beasley. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, was that man in jail a couple of years ago or last year? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I mean they have then, Jared Vanderbilt, but they're probably not going to trade him. They're probably going to view him as like part of the future young core they build. Yeah. Yeah, so the only other See, two I mean, people would be if you, if you want Rudy Gay or if you want Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, no. Kelly Olynyk is interesting. Rudy go Rudy Gay is not, but I think Kelly Olynyk. I don't think a contender should trade for him, but like a middling team that needs like solid bench depth can really get better with him. Yeah, he's like surprisingly yeah, good. Like he's under he gets hurt a lot, and like he's been on the Pistons, so nobody gives a fuck. But like he's actually pretty nice. Yeah, outside of that, like if I'm the Jazz, outside of trading players, I'm going to be looking forward to who the hell is going to be sticking around. Who's going to do something interesting, even in the slightest, to make me want to be like, okay, I'm keeping this dude for the long haul. And he's going to be mm-hmm. like literally low risk, high reward, a Lou Dort type of beat. Jared That's Vanderbilt. That's the name you're going you're, you're, to. Everyone's going to know Jared Vanderbilt's name by the end of this year. I hope so. Yeah. He was thrown into the trade, and he's kind of an afterthought because the big part of the Rudy Gobert trade was like four first round picks and Walker Kessler yeah. making it basically five first round picks. But Jared Vanderbilt was like legitimately like a borderline all NBA level defender last year. Like he's that level of versatile and impactful as a help defender and on ball. He's gonna make some noise. I think I think for the for the Jazz, like they really they really just have to set them up for picks because in the event that you do not get the number one pick. There's still a rebuild that has to happen, so you still have to do it like in the right way. So right now, mm-hmm. right now, this is this is like high school varsity. We're just running, we're running five on five scrimmage. We're gonna see who's gonna make the team. Like that, that's mm-hmm. really. Yeah. It's always interesting on this the first year of rebuild like this before they make a single high draft pick because you're like, well, damn, we'd all just know that nothing interesting is gonna happen on the court this year. We're yeah. just waiting to see if they get Scoot Henderson or Victor or what, like. So really nothing to talk about. I think that should just say that we should move on to the next team. Yeah, I was yawning, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we gave him five to ten minutes. Like, what's, what are we gonna do? Right. Every team does. Give Jazz fans a little bit of a bone after how much we shit on them. All right, cool. I want to. I want to talk about about the Denver Nuggets next. I, nice. I want to. I want to talk about the Denver Nuggets. Tell me your read on the Denver Nuggets off top. Off top, I think they are. I think they are low key NBA Finals contenders. Um, I think that they, it's not low key. I, I think that they can like series. Listen, they can they can do it. And now now that Jamal's healthy and PJ's back, 
Um, they might be getting slept on in the West because the Clippers are here, because the Warriors are, are trying to go back to back. But I would I would put the Nuggets at at three, and honestly, I might put them at two over over the Clippers. Like they they're nice. I, yeah, I, they're, they're definitely in their combo. Nice. They're definitively yeah. in the top tier. Where you place them in the top tier is up for debate. But Jokic has some help finally, and he's gonna shut people up because like I'm sure we all know there's been this annoying narrative that like. Apparently, Jokic just like can't win or something because his teammates have been hurt. Even though he was in the Western Conference Finals last time they were healthy, but shit I ever heard in my life. Yeah, I digress. He has help now, and they're going to be lethal if they stay healthy. We saw them before they got hurt two years ago in that like ten game where they had Aaron Gordon with that core. They were looking unbeatable. Mm. Yeah, bro. I just really, I'm really loving the look of this team. This is the best team that Jokic has ever had. Everyone's healthy finally. And also the pieces just fit so perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jamal's there. The addition of KCP is literally seamless. They got Aaron Gordon last year. Fucking seamless fit, bro. MPJ is back. And then off of the bench, they drafted a rookie last year. Bones Highland, he is so filthy. So filthy. And he's a great fit off the bench as well. He's an automatic bucket. And if Jamal, if Jamal Murray's out of the game or MPJ's out of the game, there's your next like big man point guard, you know, yeah. or guard play duo that he likes to that he usually likes to run. I love this team from every every angle, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up KCP. Like that's such a nice addition for them. Like obviously it hurts. Like I know internally as a team in the front office they love Monte Morris, but like you said, they have Bones Highland now to kind of like grow into that backup point guard role. Yeah. You can go with a kind of trade that redundancy you had in positions for having two backup points to get a three and D wing as high level as KCP in his role. Like, how can you not love that for that team that's already so well stacked from top to bottom? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the only, I think one of the big things is how long is it going to take Jamal Murray to get back to being Jamal mm-hmm. Murray? Like he's he's look he's looked pretty solid in the uh, in the preseason, but obviously, like you come off of an ACL, you haven't played basketball in in over a year. Like that's going to take you it's going to take you some time. So even though that I think that they're a top three team in the West, I'm not sure if they're going to finish a top three seed because um, mm-hmm. just Again, like, could you have to, you have to kind of fit in hit him, MPJ, KCP. There's a lot of meshing that has to go in. So, like, yeah, it would yeah. have shocked me. It wouldn't shock me if they ended up, like, fourth or fifth. But I would definitely, like, if they did, mm-hmm. if they did finish down there, I wouldn't bat an eye and be like, oh, I don't, I don't trust this team anymore. I see what you mean. But I think when we do our predictions episode next week, I'm going to predict them to be a top three seed pretty easily. Obviously, it's going to take some time to shake off the rust, like you said. But when you have Jokic, it gives you such a high floor that like you don't need a whole lot from Jamal Murray to win games. Like what they win last year, forty eight games with or forty six with just Jokic. Yeah, they won forty eight with just Jokic. Like wow, I think even with a shaky with a shaky uh, Murray to start, they're still gonna get to fifty four pretty easily, in my opinion. What did they win the year prior? Uh, yeah. It was like fifty two or something. Okay, so so the the year prior was actually the COVID year, and they won well mm. the year the year after the bubble. And they they won forty seven, and so that was a seventy one, that that was a seventy one game season, seventy two game season. They they had a six fifty three win percentage last season. They had a let me check this again. Last season the they, they had a five eighty five win percentage, and so yeah, so, so they were on fifty five win pace. Yeah, crazy. So six eight six eighty three last season would have put them at the exact same record as the Memphis Grizzlies in the number two seed in the West. Fucking nuts, bro. Yeah. And now they have KCP. Yeah, they, and now they have Aaron Gordon here. for a full year. They're here. They're here. They're here. My thing about so, them though, in order for them to like the whole seating thing, I think they're gonna be top top three easily. And 
for some reason, people like me forget about them all the fucking time. Why? I don't know. But Jamal Murray, in order for, like, me to say, like, yo, the Nuggets are going to win the championship. They're my championship favorites and my favorites to make it out the West. Like, he needs to be him. He needs to be on par with what he, not with what he did during the bubble, because that's, like, God-tier type stuff. But he needs to be <laughs> a step or two below that, bro. He needs to be the clear-cut second option. I don't need to see any any rust, any real rust, or anything like that. Or any, like, moments that tell me, like, yo, they need another second option. I think he is that. See, I just need some I just need some more confirmation. I don't feel as, like, serious about that as you do. Like, I feel like, like, we're talking about with Jokic being the best offensive player in the NBA right now, like, being the level he's at. I think whatever they get from him, they're going to be fine. Like, they have so much time before the playoffs comes. Like, what you're saying is correct if they're going to, like, win the finals type shit. But, like, if it takes rust, like, they have so much time. I'm really not worried about them in any capacity. Also, yeah. also before... Before he got hurt, the the year prior, he was having a, a career season. Like he he had he averaged the, the most points of his career. He was more efficient than he than he ever was. Like he had his best three point shooting season of his career. So like, it's honestly the the question is like, is was that year an outlier or, or was that hell like, no? He, or, listen, listen. He he became a forty percent three point shooter in year five. The three years prior, he was at 33, 37, 36, 34. So like. It, some percentage points lower. Yeah, and he jumps up, and he jumps up, up to forty. If you have a year off from an ACL injury, are you going to go back to that 30, 30 you know, thirty six, thirty seven, which is really good, but it's a whole mm-hmm. different animal when you're a forty percent three point shooter. So like that's yeah. okay. So that, that's what I want to see. Let's say Jamal isn't the same, and then he's seventy five percent what he once was, and he's still a good player, but he's not as we hoped he could be before he got hurt. How does that affect your outlook of the team? I think, I I, I think Western Conference Finals. If he's not, I th- I agree with Mo in that if they're gonna win the finals, he needs to be like great, right? You have yeah. you have to have you have to have two great guys on your on your squad if you're gonna win it all. If if he's just gonna be like really really good on like and on that on that borderline, they might be able to get caught by the Warriors. The Clippers can jump in there and get him. All these other teams, um, exactly. but that's why I think he's gonna be the the differentiator. He's the ceiling booster that we already talked about Jokic and just how much of a floor raiser that he, that he is. Yeah. So he's the ceiling raiser for them. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like we're not talking about MPJ at all. Do y'all have like an opinion about him? Like he's I like feel clearly like, like he's good when he's healthy, but I don't yeah. know if he's gonna be healthy. Like I, that's really, that's the thing. Like, that's really all I can say. That's a big question mark. We're talking about it like as if that's I just thought about it. like that's a big question mark. Clearly, like his chronic back issues are as chronic as I've ever fucking been. So like. Are we worried yeah. about that? No, because I think that the Nuggets can be. I think they can survive with just Murray and Jokic as their main two offensive stars. And even if they're, even if the their tertiary offensive option comes from KCP being being a great shooter, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Plus, really, I, I think Eric Gordon's that. like the safety blanket for that now. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. So I don't, I'm not I'm not too worried about who their third score is is going to be. I really just need Jamal to step up and be that guy. Yeah, yeah. But as long as Jamal can be that guy, you have no you have no worries. That's another reason why I was like, I need to know, I need some confirmation yeah. that Jamal is going to continuously be him. I think we're underrating the element that MPJ brings to that team, though. Like, have I think we got to view him as if he's like the Tyreek Hill to Jokic's Pat Mahomes, like. He's that weapon that Jokic is able to just like dime up this big shooter who can catch the ball and shoot over anybody, an elite cutter who can finish over a lot of people because of size. Like 
using him as that type of, like I said, a weapon really like elevates her offense to like the level where they could be like the undisputed finals favorite if everything breaks right. And I, I think really without like him, like comparison, they would need Jamal Murray to be amazing to hit that level without MPJ. See, I I like that comparison, but I like I put Jamal Murray in that conversation that that Tyreek Hill spot instead of MPJ. I don't know. I feel like MPJ yeah. is just more complimentary. He's just like For sure. So he, I think he's just like he. He's like the ultimate ceiling raiser. Like Jamal Murray is like the realistic ceiling raiser where he decides where they go. But like if they want to hit that pinnacle pinnacle, they need him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's, yeah. that's fair. But I mean, I think we pretty much agree with everything with the Nuggets. Like they're like that. They're a top tier contender. The floor is super high. The ceiling is even higher. Like Shout they're out to a pretty Yeah. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some, some rumors he might get that back for five spot. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, Love to so, see that. Who's next? All right, so I I want to I want to end with with the I want to end with with Minnesota. So I want to get to OKC right now because I think that this could also be kind of another like short conversation. It, they're they're a little bit more interesting than than the Jazz because they have some players. Because um, everybody but, is. But well, <laughs> you know, you know this is why they don't like you, Isaac. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But they are they are obviously with Chet now out for the season back into the victor sweepstakes and mm-hmm. they they're, they're going to be they're going to be tanking what are you trying to see out of OKC this year how I many see Shea Gilders Alexander play for a full season i want to see him mm. not be robbed of the prime years of his career and be able to develop without being sidelined over like shin splints or some fake shit just so they can tank <laughs> i, I don't I got even care if they tank everybody else let Shea play i got some bad news for you <laughs> oh, don't even the, let me know that's not going to happen that's not gonna happen. Oh, I know. Everybody for the last week after everybody saw Victor play is like, listen, this is the future of, of basketball. He's already in, in in potential goat conversations if everything goes right. Like <laughs> everybody's, we are going to see the most atrocious tank wars that we've ever seen. Especially because Scoot is at two. Even if you miss out on Victor, you're still getting a like a great great prospect in Scoot. And so, and look, Vic said it. Which was also very one of the hardest lines that I've ever heard. Where he said, "Yeah, if I wasn't born, he'd be the number one pick in the draft." I, I think Bars. I think that's insane. That's insanely cool from Victor to say. <laughs> so I got a question for y'all. Let's be fucking for real. If I'm okay. OKC, you got like I don't know, the 14, 30, 20, I don't know how many fresh round picks, but you got a lot more than damn near everyone else except for maybe the Utah Jazz. How many picks will a team like just eventually cave and fold to, bro? Because they got it. You don't have the all these picks for absolutely no reason. If I'm OKC, bro, I don't care how many games that I lose. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to maximize all my potential and lose a lot of games so I can just naturally secure that number one pick. But if I get that number two or three, it ain't no issue. I got a whole house in the back that I'm willing to offer you <laughs> right now for that man Wemby. How many how many does it take? If I offer you eight picks, be fucking for real. You looking at me in my face right now and you tell me you're rejecting it? you're not doing it 10 picks you're rejecting it you can't do that so what you're alluding to is you want to see a scenario where the thunder do that and go empty the clip empty it (laughs) yeah i mean if there was ever a point where you're gonna do that like they can't draft all these players like they have more picks than they're realistically able to use like this would be the year to do it exactly you'd be an idiot to not out now there's probably some nba rules up in place saying you can't oh you can't trade more than fucking three or four or five i don't know what the case may be but there's not no no if so the the rule the rule is that Beautiful. you can't so you can't trade uh you can't trade a pick that's like 
uh, seven years out. Um, there, there's like there's like yeah. a limit to where to how far. That's for your picks. Yeah, the reason they there's a Stein rule. That's teams. a Stein rule, I believe. Yeah, but like if they listen, they are they have all the Infinity Stones when it comes to picks, and if yeah. they want to say, hey, we have we have six first round picks in the next you know two years, do you want them? Yeah, they can they can they can go ahead and do that. So Isaac. If you're the Utah Jazz GM, I don't know who you are. You're probably Danny Ainge or some twisted shit. I'm so sorry for you, my boy. But if you're Danny Ainge and you have that number one overall pick, I'm okay. See, I'm trying. I'm saying press you. I'm trying no. to make moves, okay? How no. many picks will it have to take for you to say no for me to get Victor Umbernayo from your hands? Um, Starting out at eight. I don't know. So, okay, we're talking about, I think the important part here is that we're just saying picks, but not all picks are created equal. These True. aren't. The OKC 2021, 2022, 2023, like near picks where they're going to be tanking years. It's like a lot of Clippers picks. A lot of um, who else they Rockets have picks from? Like future picks they from contenders. Picks. Like, yeah, they got Rockets Yeah, picks. whoever they have them from. It's like a lot of they have like Bucks picks. Like, it's it's late for some picks that belong to contenders. So, like, you can give me six or seven of those bitches and I'd rather have Victor. Okay, what if I give you the real important, the real deal picks, including Chet Holgram, bro? Because if we're being real, Ain't nobody want to see them two play together. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> so you're saying would I say yes to six picks, Chet Holmgren, and like their current pick this year? Seven. Yeah, I, I guess, Eight. maybe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how do we even talk about these hypotheticals that are like so outlandish? I, I suppose. I know. This is me and my, my league, <laughs> my, my league mind, bro. <laughs> if, they, if, 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 the Thunder, if the Thunder really want to get the, the job done and they want to go and get and they want to go and get Wemby. What they have to do is they just need to they need to take all the protection off of all the picks, right? I think you see there's so many trades that that go on right now with these first yeah. round picks, and it's like, hey, where they're they're lottery protected, and if it doesn't turn it into a lottery this year, then it turns into a second next year, and it's, it's just <laughs> protection after protection. It's just it's it's worthless, yeah. right? But if you say, hey, I will give you six to seven unprotected first round picks. Yeah, then then we can start. I think that's where the conversation starts. If you're if you're one of these tanking teams, for OKC, the and let's let's try to like bring it back to to their future and kind of yeah what what they have on on floor this year. So obviously one of the goals is to try and see Shea play for a whole season. That's probably not going to happen because by December he's already, already got an injury, bro. <laughs> exactly, but by December we by December we're going to know that they're already tanking. Chet's out for the year. Damn. Josh Giddy is going to be the main one where the development is probably going to last from the start of the season to the end of the season. We're going to be able to see like a full season from him. Outside of that, I think that they are on the same wavelength as the Jazz where you are just trying to figure out who's there that you can trade for picks, right? That's <laughs> I don't know. Better. No, they're definitely they're definitely trying to develop yeah. talent right now. Like they have interesting players that they're going to like yeah, view as part of their Yeah, they got Lou Dort. They got Trey Mann. Uh, both of the Jalen, no, they, got, they got Josh Giddy. Obviously, got, got Josh Giddy, SGA, and Chet are like the three guys that are for sure in there. No, and that's and that's that's all that's all good and well, but you're at the bottom of the conference every single year, right? So eventually, <laughs> eventually, one of these guys is going to have to go. You're going to have to start making some decisions. Is Shea, is Shea going to be one of the next superstars? Or I say superstars very, very lightly, very loosely. But is he going to be one of the next young stars? It's like, yo, give me the hell up out of here. I don't want to be here. No. No, I mean, everything we've heard from him is that he wants to be there. No, I mean, that's just like conjecture, assuming like if I was him, I would do that. But like everything we've heard from him is that like he understands the process and like wants to be part of what they're building. 
And they're also not that far from competing. Like we said, they have so many picks, they can't draft them all. Like, I feel like this is probably the last year they're going to be tanking for the tank tank for sure. Like, this is going to be like the last year they're bottoming out. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Now, if like the OKC Thunder selling the same shit like two years from now, then absolutely, like that. That's that's just bound to happen. But I think Shea understands the game plan, and the game plan like officially should start now. And also, it, it started a couple years ago, but it should end. M- June 23rd, 26th, or whenever the NBA draft is. Yeah. That's when it ends. And that's I'm when all for the, everybody has a plan to end tanking, and then it ends up going longer than, than you than you think because losing is just, like, hard, you know? so that, I guess, but, I mean, they have – next year they have Chet, they have whoever they draft this year, and SGA and Giddy. Like, they're going to be a good team. Like, they can't they, – you can't tank that hard. Like, they're going to be a good team eventually. Like, they're accumulating the talent. Like, eventually it's just, like, going to make you naturally better and you can't tank. And they're, they're heading yeah. there pretty soon. Like, I'm all for the talk of, like, ooh, is this person going to leave? I love free agency as much as everybody else does. But I feel like the talk around Shea has been the most forced. Like, like people were like, oh, are they going to trade him? Is he going to request a trade? Like, there's been no real reason to believe it's going to happen either way. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys talk You guys talk about, or these people talk about Tra- Shea as if he's, like, LaMelo Ball. Like, LaMelo Ball, he's another young guard. But, like, the situations are done for LaMelo Ball, different. too. Huh? No, nah, not really for me. It, would it shock you if Lamelo was like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling the vibes. My homie's out for my, my homie's up." Yeah, in he's in year three. Of course, it would shock me. Nah, it, no wouldn't, leverage. it wouldn't no, shock it, me. It, it, it wouldn't it shock would, me at all. It would shock me if 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 Lamelo said that. Um, now, bro, he's not But, but, but the circumstances years. are different though, because like Lamelo started off off rip, damn near. I I think that the short Charlotte Hornets were a playoff team. If not a playoff team, they weren't very ass whatsoever. And every since, every year since he's been there, Shea's they've been regressed. The playoffs. Shea's been to the playoffs with the Clippers, and he was in the playoffs with the, with the Thunder just two years ago. Yeah, but the circumstances are different, though. I know, but he's gotten he's gotten a, a taste of the, of the playoffs. And so if you look at the landscape of what the Thunder are going to be, and you just look at, like, hey, we keep bottoming out at a certain point. Like I, That's why I'm saying I can mm-hmm. understand the conversation more about Shea rather than LaMelo. But that's that that's neither, that's neither here nor there. I think with the with the Thunder and we're kind of like while we are while we aren't in agreement on kind of like the future of it for this season, they're going to be tanking again. They're going to be in the in the, Vic, in the Victor sweepstakes, and they just have to make a move eventually with all those picks because that is that's inevitable. And so whatever move that they are going to make, that's 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 the thing in question for OKC. Mm. Yeah. I think the interesting part is like even if they don't get Victor, they say they get another top four pick. Maybe it's Scoop, maybe it's one of the other premier guys behind them. That guy, Shea, Giddy, Shet, puts you in a place where whoever the next disgruntled young star is, they trade for him. Now we're cooking. Yeah. Like exactly. it doesn't have to be the unloading for for Victor this year. They're just in position to unload for wherever the next guy is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I think we can move on to the Timberwolves. I'm tired of talking about the Thunder. I was, my this man over. could not wait to, to this man could not wait to talk about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> we right, know, so we, we know, have, we know. Yeah, so we have Isaac's favorite player in the league, Rudy Gobert, and he is now <laughs> he is now on the Minnesota Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation. I'm very intrigued to see what their regular season looks like and how this like Twin Towers is gonna is gonna operate. Because now you have Cat who can kind of play like an offensive four to Rudy's, you know, stout defensive rim protecting five. And you have both of those dynamics. Anthony Edwards is supposed to be making the leap this year that everybody expects. Like they have a lot of storylines and a lot of things that you're looking at and say like, 
oh, this could be really, really interesting. You Absolutely. Know? I agree. They're going to be amazing in the regular season. Um, yeah. I was filling out my like projections today. I was filling out my projections today for like where I think every team's going to slot out because Enjoy Basketball, Kenny's brand put out like a, a site you can click on to mm-hmm. fill it out. I don't see a scenario where they're not a top four, maybe top five team in the regular season. Wow. Not, they not have top every four. wow. Okay, no, they're going to be top four. Like they have all the things you need to be a good regular season team. Yeah, like they're going to be. Do they have at least depth? fifty wins? Uh, n- enough. Like it's not like terrible. Here? What's your bench? They have Jordan here? McLaughlin as the backup point guard. Sounds they have um, Nas Reed. Nas Reed. <laughs> Nas Reed is the backup center. They have. Um, let me pull up the roster. They actually do have a really solid bench. Yeah, you're right. Nas Reed. Uh, that McLaughlin dude, I forgot it. I don't know what he I forgot his first <laughs> that, name, that but dude. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that bald dude, that dude. with the beard. How, no, he's good. Don't sleep on him. He's solid. Yeah. yeah. With, with the, yeah, with they the have the a coach. With the Timberwolves is a Kyle Kogi? Anderson. You said a Kogi? Don't they still have a Kogi? No, he's on the Suns now. A, so, a Kogi's oh, washed. No, I'm, th- I'm thinking of Jalen Noel. I'm just, my bad. They okay, gotcha. Yeah. They I forgot Anderson. about him. Oh my god, yeah. Kyle, oh, I forgot. Fuck. Right, yeah, so they, they have Austin they have Rivers, Tory so Prince. Mm-hmm. That is true. I completely <laughs> I <said a> Kobe. <laughs> forgot. About, yeah, I can't believe you said that. So you're nasty for that, bro. But I completely forgot slow. about that. They have Kyle Anderson. They have Jalen Moe, who's also a good player, bro. Uh, damn, maybe they are a little bit deeper than I thought they were. Yeah, like they're good. They have a solid bench. Rudy Gobert brings you regular season wins because he makes you a top 10 defense almost guaranteed. Cat in... D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards as the nucleus of your offense, we saw it last year. It leads to good things. Like, yeah, there's there's no reason to have any doubt about them when it comes to the regular season, but there's a lot of fucking reasons to have doubt about them when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I want to say randomly is that I'm so happy because, oh, well, not I'm happy, but I'm also like kind of like unsure of the future for D'Angelo Russell. I'm happy because like, yo, this is the first time in a long time that he gets to play with the lob threat like Rudy yep. Gobert. The last person like this he he had to play with was. Jared Allen, and that was way back when he was a Brooklyn Net and, had, and was an all-star and things of that nature. So I think also, Darren, you're right. They're going to be a fucking fantastic regular season team just on all levels. It just makes way too much sense. And when it comes to the playoffs, that's when a huge question is going to come up, and that's when the rule will be exposed. What do you think yeah. about them, Donovan? I think, I listen, I, I would say second round, I, I would have as their ceiling in my opinion. I just think that once they do, I, like that. It, I think I think that once they get into the playoffs and they start playing against these teams that can go small, like we've already seen for years, what what small ball can do to to Rudy Gobert. And oh my God. We, we can get into this. And and so it's, <laughs> it's, I'm not listen. You better I'm not, piss I'm off the only roll. Rudy Gobert not, fan in the world. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that he's that he's not. I'm not saying that he's not great at, at what he does, but when you play that style of, of defense, there are there's obviously like ways that you can exploit it, and he's been able to be exploited yeah. in that way. He hasn't been exploited. The Jazz's defense was exploited because they had no guard defenders, and they were getting constantly blown by where he's having to run around trying to defend everybody. Exactly. But, I guess but what that, you could say happens, is the one... That happens because he, because you have the system set up around him, and so then the system gets exposed because Damn. you have... Sure, well, if this, by the system gets exposed, that means the fact that there's no good guard defenders, and sure, but like the... The highest of Timberwolves fans will argue that that's not a, is uh, is not an issue with this team that they actually have really good guard defenders. So if that's the case, I feel like you know, it kind of like negates the biggest weakness of that. <coughs> the fucking you good? You hairball. Good? Yeah, I think the bigger problem. What you're saying is right. 
I think for the wrong reason, though. I feel like the biggest issue isn't the fact that Rudy Gobert can't defend small ball. It's the fact that Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert together can't defend small ball. Yeah, that's when they're fucking really cooked, and that's when the Utah Jazz are going to have to really rely on, yo, the Anthony Edwards leap. Is that, how, how real is that going to be? Yeah, but you can't just yeah. like outscore everybody every night. And yeah, yeah, like like he's exactly. gonna he's gonna have to learn how, how to he's gonna have to learn how to lock up. Carl Anthony Towns is gonna have to learn how to lock up. D'Angelo Russell is gonna have to learn how to lock up. Like that's three guys in your finishing lineup that are gonna have to learn how to how to how to play defense, and that's that's a serious problem. So yeah. so that's what that's what I'm saying. Once you get into the playoffs and you start getting into these series with players who can play defense and and play offense and go both ways. That's gonna that's gonna be the problem. So that's why that's why I think that they're saying it's the second round. Yeah, because I think the biggest problem is they're gonna have to either get matched. Up. It's making the second round. They're probably gonna have to face either the Warriors or the Clippers, and those are like how how could they possibly have a chance defending those small teams? If you have Draymond at five and then what Wiggins at four, you want Carl Anthony Towns to run around defending the Warriors scheme when they have four perimeter players and Draymond Green's fast ass out there for he is barbecue chicken, bro. Yeah. Like, you could argue that Gobert's have issues for sure, but then you compound that with the issues Cat's going to have on the perimeter where he actually has to be out there full time. Yeah. That's the biggest issue is that sure they can get Gobert and pick and rolls, but Cat's going to have to do that the entire game, and he's not super well equipped to do that either. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, so again, so, so, so again, so you have, so you have both your centers and one of them who you just traded like a legendary haul for. And yeah. and now you're kind of handicapping yourself into a style of play that's probably not conducive to to winning in the modern NBA, and so exactly. it's like, I, like I, I again I listen I appreciate you for trying I don't know how far you're gonna get though like you probably yeah. you probably swung on the wrong I mean, guy. The chances are better than they were last year, so I mean you yeah, can't they're, really they're argue better. that it didn't work, but like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, things have to really break right and give them great matchups. Like, if they get matched up with the Nuggets, that's probably the best case scenario for them because Gobert can guard Jokic decently well, and then um, Aaron Gordon isn't the worst matchup for Cat. So like, if that happens, cool. If they get matched up with the Lakers, that's good for them. But again, those two teams, the Warriors and the Clippers, you can, literally cannot avoid both of them. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, listen, sorry, 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 Minnesota. Uh, you still you still gonna have a disappointing. I don't think any Minnesota fans. I don't think any Minnesota fans should really have any true aspirations for a championship or anything like that. With the with the haul that they gave up, yeah, you can. You know, I'm saying it makes sense. They do. Like, bro, that's just they're gonna be heartbroken. And I just want to see them be relevant for a couple of years, bro. You don't have to win. Just vibe out for now. (laughs) It'll be nice though to see them have. They're gonna have some success though. Me to be happy. <laughs> it's gonna be nice to see them get some success in the regular season for sure, though. Exactly. That like, there's gonna sense. be a lot of cat. Vinific- there's gonna be a lot of vindication for Cat, for D'Lo, for Gobert. People are gonna be loving uh, Ant Man as he leads them to the two seed or whatever. Like, it's gonna be a good season for them for sure, which is you know better than what they could have asked for last year. Yeah, cat. exactly. No, no cat love for me. No cat. <laughs> We're not doing that. Just committed to the hater bit. Oh, for sure. This, this, listen, it's not a bit. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's not a bit. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> this, this is who I am. <laughs> this is who I am. Exactly. This I shit means something to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's that's, that's all the teams, right? In the, in the Northwest, is that's it? everybody. Yep. We made it. So we can move on to the part we're all here for, the TikTok. Yes, I think we should start off by doing this all-white player draft. Let's start. Oh, shit. Let's start. Let's go. 
Do you guys need a list of names or like are you good off the top of your head? No. Uh, be, no, this would be more fun with no thought behind it. I just need okay. the first white white basketball players that come to your that come to your head. Okay. So let's get the TikTok hook in. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This is gonna be a terrible. Let's draft, draft the best all time starting fives possible with only white players. Uh, so who wants to get so, so did I get first pick last time? I never had a first pick. I've been stuck in the middle twice. Okay, I've never done second pick. Okay. So, Muhammad's first pick, I get second pick. Donovan's third pick again. Okay, sounds good. Alright, first pick. Y'all may hate me, but I'm going Luka. Sorry. 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 Going Luka. Okay. Very hot take. Isaac, go Very ahead and hot. take him. Do I want to go Jokic or Larry Bird? I mean, Larry Bird. I, I gotta go Larry Bird, right? I'll pick him. Okay, mm. cool. I will take... <laughs> I, I listen. I will trade you because I I'm taking trade here. Yeah, I want <laughs> I want Larry Bird on my team. Um, so, Too bad. So yeah, I I'll take okay. So I'll take Jokic at I'll take Jokic at uh at 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 five, and then I'll get my point guard as well, and I will get I'll get Steve Nash as my point guard. Damn, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a nasty combo. Yeah, I'm gonna man. pick Dirk as my second pick. Ah. Fuck. Okay. I got some offense cooking. Okay, you got Dirk. I got Jerry West. Okay. Jerry West. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't you know. Can have Jerry. You yeah, can have I, Jerry West. Bro, I'm losing no dude. sleep, but okay. Fuck, man. <laughs> this is this is tough. This man is All of our defense is right ass. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian. Alright, <laughs> 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 okay, you're trying to give him. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so I had I had Jerry West and now <sighs> Kevin Love. Okay. Kevin Love. So you got Luca Love Jerry West. Yeah. You have no fucking defense. Yeah, bro, this is team. terrible. I know. Alright, I'm finna get the steal of the draft. Just letting y'all know now. Bill Walton. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, deal with it. Okay, okay. you got this. Alright. I'm gonna go. We gotta have a nasty two times. Give me Kevin McHale. Damn. I'll take, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take I'll take Kevin McHale, and then okay. I Wait, need, list your team. You who's your? <laughs> I have Steve Nash, got, Kevin McHale, and Jokic. Okay, that's not bad. That's nice. <laughs> not not like crazy defenders, um, which is where I'm trying to go right now. Um, I have no idea where I'm gonna go. You know, we're just gonna go all offense. Um, I need a shooter, which is every white player ever, and the, the only one popping into my mind. I, oh no, no, no! Give me JJ Redick at the, at the two. Okay. Oh my god. You're gonna feel real bad about the, you're gonna feel real bad about that pick because I'm gonna pick Monty Ginobili now. Fuck, man! God damn! I can't have shit. Fuck! <laughs> damn! What the fuck! Live. I'm cooking, y'all. I'll Jesus. Live. I'll live. <sighs> okay. okay. I'll damn. Live. Fuck. What, JJ? You you picked JJ Reddick over Manu? You're crazy, bro. <laughs> You're crazy. He's nice. So is it my turn? He's cool. Yep. He's cool. Yeah, he's a cool podcast, but outside of that, bro. Come on now. <laughs> who's, who's, who's your picks? What other Caucasian? Let me go ahead and open up Google for real, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing uh, the same thing. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> We're short as hell right now, bro. Our defense is hey, atrocious I just right Googled now. Greatest white point guards of all time. <laughs> okay, I got. Uh, he looked good. 
I am not picking no goddamn John Stocks. You got me messed up to the max. I'm okay. I got Rick Barry. Dang, Ooh, that's I'm a not about pick. to get y'all no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> you got another pick, Mo? Oh, wait. So my team is, fuck, Luca. Luca. Thank God. I got Luca. Who's my two again? Rick Barry. <laughs> I had Luca. Oh, Jerry West. Yeah. You got Jerry yeah. West. Yeah, Luca, Jerry West, Rick Barry, Kevin Love. So I need a big man, huh? And you got Bill Watton. Damn, Dirk Nowitzki's already sure. gone. You said what? So yep, I do. Okay, hang on. I know exactly who you should pick, but I won't say it. Yeah, I know. I know you're not gonna say it. I mean, best white players in NBA history. Let's do this live. There's a, there's like four good bigs left that. There's two sets of related bigs that nobody's picked yet. I'll say that. Really? No, I I know I know who I know who. Really? But they you know don't. Who? They don't. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. With is my, it Ryan Anderson? <laughs> yeah. There. There it is. <laughs> no. No. I'm just kidding. Right, come okay. on. Chop it up. This is a TikTok. Can I, can I pick? Can I? Moving. Can I pick Blake Griffin or no? No. We're no. not counting. Blake Griffin is a black man. What are we doing? <laughs> Dude. Fuck. I genuinely don't know, bro. Fuck. I oh, genuinely don't. To. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. This is bad radio. You're killing our podcast. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. I'm gonna go. Damn. I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Fuck. I'm trying to kill so much time, bro. I genuinely don't know. I'm cooked. Man, if you don't fucking pick Marcus All. Oh, Marcus All. Fuck. I can't believe I. All right. Come on. Let's let's keep it moving. Take it. You get Marcus All. Yeah, thank you. you. You gave me that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick John Stockton, and I clearly had the best team here. Ew. All right. All right, we good? I got to do it. All right. Yep. Um, We will go with the with the deep cut, and I'm going to fill out my, my three. We're going straight offense. One of the best shooters of all time, Drazen Petrovic. That's a good pick. Drazen mm. Petrovic at, at the three. We're going straight shooting. Um, all stereotype team. So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> all right, so let's list our teams out. I have John Stockton, Manu Ginobili, Larry Bird, Dirk Nowitzki, Bill Walton. All right, cool. I low might have the best possible all white man team <laughs> besides. <Yeah. Jokic. laughs> I have I have Steve Nash, JJ Redick, Drazen Petrovic, Kevin McHale, and Jokic. It's not I bad. I like that. That's okay. Nice. Yeah, mine bad. is probably the worst. Admittedly, mine is probably the worst. I got Luca. I got. Jerry West, I got Rick Barry, I got Kevin Love, and for my five, I got Marcus All. It's not that bad, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know. I, mean, you, you, I don't know who's going to get the second best team between you two in the comments. Obviously, yeah. I won. I don't know who won between you two. Obviously, I won. Let's leave it up to the comments. <laughs> Come on. Obviously, I fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all let me get John Stockton the last pick. You explicitly stated you weren't going to take him. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm definitely not. like so overrated, bro. If I wanted a white player, I'd rather pick fucking Ricky Rubio over him. I had to pick between him and Alex Caruso, though. So it was an easy pick. Alex Caruso's crazy. <laughs> crazy, bro. I need a point guard bad. All right. That's, that's going to bang on TikTok. That's going to be funny. Yeah, for sure. All right. So for our next TikTok bit. I'm going to list some NBA players. You let me know if you would trade them for the number one pick to draft Victor Wambanyana. Let's Got go. It. Devin Booker. Yes. yes. Out In of a here. heartbeat. Gone. Yep. Send him away. <laughs> Take him to Alcatraz. I don't care. <laughs> All right. What about Scotty Barnes? Absolutely. Easy. Yes. I, I, I think beat. I would trade him. Heartbeat. Okay, no hesitation? No hesitation. It, okay. would, it would be a little bit of hesitation, but that would be like 
Nah, Vic's different though. Like, <laughs> fair enough. So Jason think. Tatum. No. Uh, this is the hard one. No, I would not trade Jason. Probably not. Jason Tatum is a finished good. product. He's going to be good for so damn long. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vic could definitely be better than him, but Jason Tatum's a sure thing. He's already going to be a top ten player yeah. for a while. You got to go with him. And also, if if Vic does end up being better than Jason Tatum, how much better can he really be better than Jason Tatum? I don't listen, know. I, listen, listen, listen. Ah, he can be a lot better than Jason Tatum if things break right. <sighs> Vic's. Yeah, this man's different. Yeah, okay, he is different. Joel Embiid. No, I'm not sure. I am age, probably trading age injury risk. How, 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 yeah. how, how old is Joel? Like 29. Yeah. Uh, okay, then yeah, I'll trade him. I don't know if Joel Embiid's going to be like a top five center. Or not top five. That's crazy, bro. I don't know if Joel Embiid's going to be like a top two player in the next, top two center in the next like four years. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and make that trade. Uh, yeah, mm. I'll do that. I don't think I would trade Embiid, but I can understand if you do. Yeah. But that that's tough. Yeah. Anthony Edwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I scratched yeah. my neck. People on that aren't one. gonna like that, but yeah. listen, he's. I think great. I would have to do it. He's great for house of highlights, right? He's gonna be awesome. <laughs> on the, on the, on the he's great for house highlights. On the Instagram reels, he's gonna be fantastic. Um, yeah. I want to. I want to win. I think Vic can get me there more than Ant. Yeah. Yeah. John Morant. No. No, I'm not trading John. Trading John's tough. I'm not. I'm not. It's the, it's the same thing that that we were talking about with Tatum in that like. Ja's already on his way up the NBA ranks, and yeah. he's he's in he's going into what year four, year four. He's yeah. he's not even right. He's he's not even he like twenty five. Like MVP conversations. You're right. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's just putting way too much stock into into Victor. Spent the cap before the show started. Mo said he would easily trade Ja Morant for Victor. Yep, he's yeah, I had up to throw camera. you off your feet. I had to throw. I had to switching throw you up off on camera, camera. Bro. Absolutely, I switch <laughs> up all the time, and I'm proud with it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's tough. Like the lengths you'd go to trade for Victor is definitely a nice litmus test of where people's heads are at. Like, yeah, he could be anything or he could be nothing. Like at this point, like he could be so good, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think you'd be crossing the line if you were to go ahead and trade already established stars like fucking Ajaw or Jason Tatum or Trey Young or fucking like a a Giannis or something anything not, of that not, nature. Now you, you can yeah. you can trade Trey Young. You, you can you can. You're crazy as you can trade <laughs> Trey Young. He's not that good. No, you're trolling me right now. Get the fuck out of here. He's <laughs> going bald. <laughs> uh, dude, oh my god. No, I think he just. You saw that video? He took a shower. Okay. What? I, I, don't I don't know what the fuck you're referencing. Oh, there's a video. There's a video that Hawks fans are talking about, and it looks like Trey cut his hair or whatever because he looks like the most baldest anyone has ever seen. And a bunch of like Caucasian people are coming to his fence. Oh no, our hair just Caucasian looks like that after we shower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they're just coming to his fence. Oh, our hair looks like that after we shower. Sometimes it thins out. <laughs> I don't know, That's Isaac. Funny. Maybe you can attest to that. <laughs> Notably, a Caucasian person, I guess. <laughs> okay, we got one more TikTok segment. Let's go. Okay, I'm gonna list some NBA players, and you tell me how do I phrase this. I want us to do a little bit of our imagination and let it run wild and imagine the perfect scenario for these star players and where we'd want to see them play. Okay. I think that'd be fun. So I'm going to list some NBA players. You let me know if you could put them on any team in the league, who it would be. Let's go. Okay. Luka Doncic. I would... Oh, dang. 
the, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going with the Nuggets. I got to go with the Nuggets. I got to see him and Jokic together. You crazy. So I think the Bucks are a better duo than that. Maybe. But you know, him and Jokic, they just fit so well. You know, the European thing. I got to see it. Yeah. Well, that is true, bro. Them lobs are going to be nasty. And I think that Giannis and Jokic. I said Giannis and Jokic. I just caught myself right there. I think that <laughs> Doncic and Giannis will feed off of each other even better than, than what Jokic and Donovich will be. And I said Donovich. What the fuck? And <laughs> what's his name again? <laughs> Doncic can do. I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Mel. Though I think I, I think I'll say Milwaukee. I think Luca yeah. Luca and Giannis would be crazy, yeah. disgusting. Okay, what about Kawhi Leonard? Ooh, Kawhi Leonard. Put I will him put him on the, on the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. That'll be fun as hell. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. On the Grizzlies, Warriors. You are right. Yeah, I say Grizzlies. That'll be fun as hell, bro. Could you imagine fucking John doing a gritty or whatever, like getting hype and Kawhi just stale faces fucking the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that. Now, I'll put I want to see him on the Lakers, so we get to see what we're pump faked from what we almost saw a few oh, years ago when he's going considering going there. <laughs> I want to watch that. No. AD, LeBron, Kawhi, give me that, please. With yeah, Russell this... Westbrook <laughs> still, still hot. <hiding laughs> yeah, still no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. Send Russell Westbrook to the G League Ignite. I don't care. <laughs> how, how, many, how many points would, run, would Russ average in, in the G League? Is he a 30-point per game score? <laughs> Damn, you crazy. That disrespect is crazy. Isaac, make that a TikTok right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it would 52. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Crazy. Okay. What about Zion Williamson? Ooh, put, put him Hawks. On the, yeah. Put him on the what, Hawks. That's what I was going to say. Put, put the There's this one video of Zion Williamson touching and I think he double tapped and knocked on the Hawks lottery desk twice um, a couple of days before the draft. And that literally resonated and lives rent free in every Hawks man, in every Hawks fan's mind. To be Hawks fair, immediately. Yeah. To, to be, I'm to cool be, with that. To be fair, pre-draft, it looked like he wanted to go anywhere except for New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would have been happy anywhere. But I, I'm with you. Him, if yeah. Trey Young is... It's a good pick. If Trey Young is dancing, taking step backs, taking step back threes, him and uh, Trey and Zion running pick and rolls, lobbing from half court. Fuck. You nah, can't that, stop that. From lobbing from half court? Zion could do disgusting. that. You can't stop that. Oh my God. <laughs> what about Jalen Brown? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you all ended off like this? Damn. <laughs> hey, go. That's how you got in the clip. Zion is like Jaylen I can't Brown, just pick like, all the best players okay. in the league. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta mix it up. Listen, my, my bad. I forgot. He's a he's a top twenty player in the league. So apparently I'll put some respect on this name. There we go. I'm gonna put him on the Cavs. I feel like exactly what they need is that wing who can play defense and create a little bit. Put him, put him right in the middle of that lineup with the two bigs and the two guards. Oh my god. Okay. Mm. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and show. So I'm gonna show. This him one should some be love. easy. He fits on every team. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and show the Sacramento <laughs> Kings some love. I'm gonna go ahead and put them on the Kings. They finally, they they have no reason to not make the playoffs. They can finally get end the fuck that out of my face. Kill it. Kings. Okay, yeah. I'm putting him on the Miami Heat. I, I would, I would want to like see that better. I was gonna say Miami. that. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Him and Jimmy's nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. That's funny. Mess at the Kings. Yeah. That's. Put, putting him on the Kings is nastier than even asking the question. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about DeAndre Ayton? I wanted to see him go to Detroit earlier in this offseason. Yeah, that's a good I, pick. I think I think we could still make that work. So I'll put him in Detroit. I will put him I'm on a- the Indiana Pacers next to Tyrese. I think I love that fit. Next to Tyrese. What could have been? Okay. Solid. He could fit anywhere, bro. Yeah. 
I want to see him on the Trailblazers with Damian Lillard. I feel like that'd be a super nice fit. Give him a talented big for the first time. I'm with it. Nice. Oh, my God. Uh, I love that pick. That's nasty. <laughs> what about Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. I, I want to see him on the on the Toronto Raptors. I mm. think okay. I think if they if they had the like the elite backcourt scoring to go along with Scotty Barnes' jump and Pascal Siakam who's already all all, all NBA, mm-hmm. that's that's a team. That's a squad. I like yeah. that. I uh, want to see him on the Nets in the in the role that James Harden was next to the I want to see him on the Nets in the role that James Harden was in next to Kyrie and KD. I feel like card. if we get to see them longer with that three-headed dragon, beautiful. Mm. That would be crazy. Uh, that will be nuts. I can't even think of a team that I'm like, oh shit, that'll be that'll ah ah damn. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> I'm drawing blanks right now, y'all. Hmm. I'm drawing dead ass blanks right now. Uh Donovan Mitchell. Why not go ahead and throw him on a team? Th- this this is about to be nasty too. I, nah. I can I can feel it. <laughs> the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be nasty. Yeah, go ahead and him throw him. How'd you know? <laughs> the fuck? How'd you know? Yeah, hey, you go with Orlando. Yeah, they're the worst offense in the entire NBA. Throw him in Orlando. Throw him in Orlando, bro. That'll be fun. For the vibes, I guess. Fun? I don't know yeah. if that's the right word, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a na- that's a nasty take. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. You caught me. <laughs> that's funny. I'm a, uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all the things we got today. Actually, let me say. Let me say the hook one more time for TikTok because I feel like people are going to be like, "None of this is realistic." So we got to make sure we address that. I'm gonna list some NBA players. You let me know what the perfect team you want to see them on, um, and it doesn't have to be realistic. Cool. <laughs> we got that out there. I think we're done. I don't have any more segments. Anything else you want to talk about? Fire podcast. Nah, y'all want to talk about how... I think think we're good. Season starts next week. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, Next week, we got a a preview episode. We're going to go over all of our awards predictions. We're going to project the standings. It's going to be a real fun one. That's going to be spicy. Hey, and in the next episode, too, there are no takebacks. We're going to reference next season off of next episode, too. So, Or at the end of the season. So, you guys can't miss Mm -hmm. that. 100%. All right. The episode's over now.